The CBD Mythbusters podcast is for information and educational purposes only. Please consult with a medical professional before using any products discussed during this podcast. Listener discretion is advised. Is CBD legal? What is a full spectrum CBD product? Can I give CBD to my anxious cat? What is a full spectrum CBD product? Well, ladies and gentlemen, you showed up for episode three. Yeah, all five of you. Wow. Hey, we had three the last episode. I know, we're so moving in the right direction. Holy wow. Okay. Well, let, speaking of the last episode, let's recap real quick. So we discussed a little bit about our number one myth of CBD. Will it get you high? Will it get you high? Yes. And we said no, possibly, but maybe, maybe, but probably not. But probably not. Yep. So you're gonna have to listen to the episode if you have not listened to the episode, uh, to get all the the juicy tidbits that we're leaving out on this recap. But I want to ask a question that kind of has a little follow up from last episode. So I'm kind of like on yeah. that the high. Oh, I'm man. on the high. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> of the last episode. But we talked a little bit about how uh, it's the CBD uh, product. Uh, shelf right now is kind of like the Wild Wild West, where mm-hmm. uh, not really regulated. So it brings me back to the Wild Wild West. That mm-hmm. term, snake oil. Oh, so isn't there it is. CBD just a modern snake oil? By the way, this is Garrett Klein. Oh yeah, and, look at uh, that. See, I Nick get so Bucheri. excited about talking to you every week or every other week. <laughs> now that I, yeah. Cats out of the bag, folks. Yeah. This is what we do. I, I actually look forward to it when we get to record. So I was just like, let's get into it. Let's go. Because you know what? And also, um, re-listening to the, the episode, yeah. I know you don't like being called a guru. No. So, I, so you're, you're going to do it every So Garrick, the Google <laughs> scholar, will answer all your CBD <laughs> questions. Right, we'll, we'll ha- look, email us and, and come up with a better name. Will you <laughs> there please, we go. Uh, I can't do the guru thing and, and the Google machine. No, I'm, yeah. I'm a boomer, for God's sakes. Audience. So is CBD a snake oil? Yeah. Now, because I'm a boomer and I understand what snake oil is, uh, you want, you're a young man. So I, 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 the only reason why I know what snake oil is because I was in a house that, like, the Duke – was on every weekend, and oh, if you don't know who the Duke there's is, there's a reference that yeah, the I, I'm not. <laughs> so we're just really way, messing up way for to go people. On the good reference yeah. of, of what snake oil is. So, so if you guys don't know who the Duke is, it's John Wayne. Uh, if you don't know who John Wayne is, I, I'm I'm really okay. sorry for you. So snake oil <laughs> was like a, a, a people would would sell uh, yes medicines. I'm using air quotes uh, since this is a podcast and you can't see me. Um, and they would it's basically well at the time it was probably cocaine and they would uh tout it to cure anything yeah right? and they'd go around in their little wagons and they'd get people around it was like the sham wow guy of the 1800s okay right like uh you following me camera guy that guy yeah um, yeah, yeah, yeah which was probably another reference people might not get but anyways look him up it's hilarious um <laughs> and then they would sell Slapchat. uh this this medication air quotes again uh, and say it would cure everything, and they made a lot of money, and then they got in their wagon, and they took off, and you could never find them again. So like the gypsies. Sort of. Gypsy salesmen. Unless there's uh, gypsies that are listening to the podcast, in which, uh, no, not at all. Anyways. There you go. See? Always so covering is, our tails. I love is it. Is CBD a snake oil? 
my answer like can i can yeah. i kind of yeah, step let's in here switch roles a little bit yeah i don't it, it can't be like we've discussed a few different things uh, in in our short time together mm-hmm. where it's like there are so many benefits if people would just like get over the skepticism mm-hmm. and find uh that product that is actually like hey Yes, yeah, we works, are actually giving you CBD yeah. mm-hmm. and, you know, here's our QR code that yep. leads to our COA. Uh-huh. All right. Certificate so, like, of analysis. Why, why is this such a thing? Why is... So, look, you kind of just answered it, right? I don't know if you caught that or not. What? But you you kind of just answered right. uh, what I was going to say, which is no, it's not a snake oil. Uh, but yes, it kind of is. And you kind of <laughs> brought that in. And this is going to be a reoccurring theme of uh, uh, gray. Anyways, you kind of explained it, right? If it's a uh, solid product and it's people that are doing the right thing, they're they're following the guidelines, they're doing the testing, they're they're growing organically, uh, they're putting out the best product that they can put out, then no, that's not a snake oil. However, there are lots of products. We touched base on the last episode a little bit about Amazon. Amazon is full of what I would consider snake oil products. That's uh, products that are, that have no THC in them or no CBD, excuse me, no CBD in them, uh, but they're advertised like they're they are, and um, you know they sell them like they are a CBD product when there in fact is no CBD in them. So what would that is that just an oil? Uh, it mainly hemp seed oil. Yeah. That's what's in that that CBD product that would be on offered on Amazon. Yeah, well, if you've seen and one. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to say every single product on Amazon is a snake oil, but right. every single product on Amazon's a snake oil. Um, <laughs> like it's it is uh, against the terms of service as of right now. Uh, you know, January whatever day today is twenty thousand or twenty thousand two. Twenty thousand. Oh, jeez, twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty two. Yeah, if you're listening in 20,002, then good on you, my friend. I'm just saying, that I mean, awesome. um, <laughs> we got advanced equipment for 20,002. <laughs> so, so anyways, <laughs> uh, it, it is against the terms of service for uh, Amazon. CBD sales okay. on Amazon. Uh, hemp seed oil is uh, generally recognized as safe by the FDA. Uh, it can be sold anywhere. So basically, people are taking hemp seed oil, which is fairly inexpensive, uh, throwing it in a bottle, putting a label on there, saying it's going to cure everything, and throwing it on Amazon, and then people are buying it, thinking that it's uh, a CBD product when it's, so it's not. Hemp seed oil is this like uh, CBD's like CBD less? <laughs> so, what is there any benefit in in? Sure, hemp seed oil is really healthy. Yeah, it's uh, almost a near perfect balance of omega three, six, and nine fatty acids. Uh, so it's it's really good for you. Um, seeds are high in protein. Uh, they, they are a really it, it is good for you. It's not going to hurt you at all. It's just not CBD. CBD. And if it's being sold as as CBD, in my opinion, there's your snake that's oil. A snake oil. Okay. All right. All right. Now that's the thing. Is like we we touched a little bit on like how it's possible that it could be known as a snake oil. If you're not getting CBD, you're getting hemp oil, hemp sure. seed oil. But uh, you touch bases on how CBD does have uh, potential metal, medical benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, you did share with a, a story with me in regards to a little girl. 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. But or is that too much? Too well, far? no, no, no. I'll, I'll get into that in just a okay. second. But I want right, to touch right. base on the medical uh, benefit thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, look, the FDA is very clear that that as a brand owner, we cannot make health claims. Right. So I'm not making a health claim here. What I am going to say is the FDA also has approved a CBD plant-based CBD medication. All right. Called Epidiolex. Uh, Epidiolex is uh, produced by GW Pharmaceuticals, and it got FDA approval in 2018, uh, the same year that the farm bill passed and kind of legalized uh, the hemp market. And this is a CBD isolate, which means it only has CBD, but it is a plant-based uh, product. It's not a synthetic. It's not created in a lab. Uh, they grow the plants. They extract. Uh, they isolate. They create this, this drug. And the drug is, is made uh, to help uh, fight uh, medical uh, resistant uh, seizures. Okay, okay. Right? <clears throat> so there is known medical benefit to CBD. Otherwise, we wouldn't have an FDA-approved drug. Right. right? So I wanted to kind of touch base on that. And, and that and that does kind of lead into Charlotte Figi. Right, right. But before we get into Charlotte's story, I kind of want to talk uh, what you mentioned. Um, uh, I'm in kind of like a conspiracy theorist kind mm -hmm. of mood. Sure. Right now. And you brought up a year 2018. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then. All right. So the farm bill mm -hmm. uh, was was founded or signed in signed, that uh, December 20th, 2018. And then the drug that you're referring to Epidiolex. Epidiolex was also approved in 2018, although I don't remember the exact. Date. Okay. So I really want to touch bases on a real quick uh, where my head's going on. I know we're going down a rabbit hole, but. Are you going to add in X Files music? Uh, I'm, I'm about to. <laughs> I'm definitely about to. All right. So both of those were signed and approved in 2018. Yes. Okay. How much information do you know about how long it takes to develop medications? Uh, well, I mean, it could take a very long time. This is kind of loaded. Okay, it could take a very, <laughs> it could take a very long time. And 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 look, GW Pharmaceuticals, they did what they had to do, right? It was years in development. They spent billions of dollars. Mm -hmm. uh, they did what the FDA requires uh, to to gain approval. Right, but that's what I'm saying is uh, that research because we did run through. Um, the prohibition era of a little bit, yeah. a little bit. Right. Mm -hmm. That's where I'm trying to, I'm a little confused on like if they were both approved, how are, okay. how is the research started? You know okay. So 2014, there was a farm bill that was, uh, passed and it was, it didn't legalize hemp, uh, but it, it kind of did. Right? Okay. Like it, it allowed, uh, for the research and development of products, uh, through, uh, colleges or, or if you're researching uh, and developing a drug for the okay. pharmaceutical industry. So it opened up the channel for that. Not, It didn't legalize it completely. It didn't take it off the Schedule One uh, drug classification, but it, it allowed for that research to open up. So okay, all right. That, that makes a little more sense then, because now I'm trying to think of, all right, you have a pharmaceutical company that's doing research on a CBD isolate. Sure. When well, it's and, completely and to be clear, I mean, you you know, even when even before that, people you know, colleges could do research. You you could always do research. Uh, the problem was because it was a Schedule One drug, um, the the regulations, the uh, 
you know, you had to make sure every single leaf was taken care of and accounted for. There, there were uh, so many things that you had to do. Yeah. And if you if you didn't cross a T or dot an I somewhere, the entire school could lose its funding federally. Gotcha. Right? So schools didn't do it. You know, nobody was doing it. So the fear of the yeah. regulatory. OK, sure. The regulatory right. agency coming down on you was way greater than you coming out with anything substantial. substantial. OK. In my opinion. Now, look, I'm not again, not a guru. Hashtag not a guru. <laughs> Hashtag not a that. Oh, I see. I see merch. I see merch. Hashtag not a guru. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, like we were talking before, I got down this rabbit hole. Uh, we, we were going to mention about Charlotte's story. Yeah. Char- Charlotte Feige. Um, yeah, that, that she was kind of the catalyst. Uh, my God, that's probably a terrible word, but, um, that's probably what spurred all of this, right? Um, it's a, it's a tragic story and a beautiful story kind of rolled up in one. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, Charlotte Feige was, she was born in 2016 or 2006. Um, and she had, uh, seizures, right? And even as a little, uh, baby at three months, uh, when she had her first seizure, uh, or around that time, uh, by the time she was, uh, five, she was having upwards of 300 grand mal seizures a week. Whoa. Uh, like it completely shut her life down. Yeah. Right? Uh, her father was in the military. He was a, a special forces, uh, soldier. Uh, his, or her mom, uh, was home dealing with it. And there was a twin sister, uh, other kids. So there, there, you know, a lot to deal with and this poor girl i mean it it shut her whole life down right like uh she wasn't eating and walking and you know 300 seizures up to 300 seizures a week yeah that's hard to do anything (laughs) i couldn't imagine yeah uh 2012 or around there uh her her mother found uh, uh some brothers in colorado uh the stanley brothers and they were creating uh, you know, the cannabis industry was pretty open in Colorado. Well, they were kind of experimenting with different uh, strains, and they'd come up with a, a strain that was very low THC, very high CBD. And nobody really wanted it because it didn't get you high, right? Um, but there was some research out there that suggested that CBD could, could help with seizures. Mm-hmm. Um, so to make a very long story shorter, uh, she contacted them. Uh, they made an oil out of this uh, strain. They were incredibly reluctant to get, because, you know, you're talking about child. a child. Yeah. Um, and after meeting her and her parents, uh, decided they would try it. And uh, the mother, she, you know, she gave it to her. And uh, as the, there, there's a, there's a, a CNN, uh, special on this uh whole story and uh doc uh i think it's doctor sanjay gupta uh he's Mm -hmm. with cnn and he had done a a special on this and as he says in the special uh you know she had given her the oil and waited and the whole day went by and there wasn't a single seizure right um all night not a single seizure like it was just like, a light switch. Oh yeah, yeah. It was it was incredible. Wow. Um, and then you know, so they they kept giving it to her. Um, she went on to learn how to walk and talk, and she was playing in the swing and 
you know, started getting her life back. Yeah. Um, so uh, it, it, it was it's quite quite an amazing thing. And that that's pretty much what what blew up this whole um, this whole industry. Now, unfortunately, uh, in, in April of 2020, uh, as if 2020 wasn't bad enough, uh, she passed away. Yeah. Um, you know, so like I said, it, it's a, a tragic story, um, but it is uh, a very loving and caring story as well. Yeah, the, it, it's amazing to find when you, you have uh, a problem such as big, you know, seizures. I sure. mean, I, I have unfortunately have seen uh, someone go through a grand mall and they are violent. Mm -hmm. They are terrorizing. And if you are not trained... To go through something like that, it, it, it's oh, any any one of them could have killed her. Terrorizing, yeah, terrorizing. I mean, it, it it was a uh, you know I could not imagine. Like I said, I don't know if I said on this one or, or one of the other episodes. I do have seven children, um, and I could not even begin to imagine. Yeah, I've been fortunate enough uh, to to have healthy kids and not have to to have that happen. But I could not even I could not even imagine it. Yeah. So. Um, you know, her her mother had gone on to create a wonderful organization called the Realm of Caring, and uh, I highly encourage you to look it up. Uh, anybody that's listening, look them up, realmofcaring.org. They're an amazing organization. They have tons of information. They're into research. They, if you have issues and you need help with uh, cannab uh, cannabinoid medications, reach out to them. They're there to help you. Uh, it, it's just they're they're amazing yeah read more about uh i'm sure charlotte's story yes. too um and with that said ladies and gentlemen we're going to take a quick break uh and we'll be back for a little more cbd myth busting talk soon mellow mammals is a family-owned veteran-led cbd company you know cbd but did you know it can help your pets matt from west chicago says i use the mellow mammals large dog cbd oil for my 12 year old saint bernard it really seems to help him get relaxed and sleep better it's also been helping him move around easier and more comfortably we are chicagoland's premier cbd pet product brand and can help your fur baby live a healthier and happier life learn more and shop with us at mellowmammals.com and we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Wow, that was a great commercial. Well, of course it was. <laughs> <laughs> From our sponsor, Mellow Mammals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, real, real quick recap. Uh, uh, we were talking about Charlotte's story, mm -hmm. um, having to go through those seizures, and uh, thank goodness for uh, her parents to have, even though it was reluctant, and and even the brothers that that she found in Colorado. Oh, yeah. Yeah, even they're having kind of that the reluctancy of the CBD industry now. I mean, yeah, those guys are killing it um, in the industry. And and look, and to be fair uh, and, and to be completely honest and, and transparent here, um, CBD doesn't work for everyone. It's not a medication. Yeah. OK, um, there are cases where other people, other kids uh, tried it that had similar things that didn't do anything. Yeah. Um, there, there is still a lot of mystery to this, right? Like, um, from a scientific standpoint, CBD is not a fad. Um, it's it not does, going anywhere. It does have medical uh, potential, yeah. medicinal potential in a lot of different ways. Um, and it's not a snake oil in and of itself. Right. Um, you know, there's a ton of potential medical uses being being talked about. Yeah, and let's. I kind of want to jump into that. So with Charlotte, 
um, why did it work so well for her? I'm not, I don't want to comparison on like saying like, you know, it worked for her, but it didn't work for, a, you know, Teresa. And, uh, you and know, I, if I, if I knew the, the answer exactly on that. Then well, what I'm saying yeah. is like, like her, uh, the, we've mentioned it and you're probably, and you're probably going to kill me because I can't remember the name no, of the system. Ahead. Try it. I want. I. I. Here's the thing. But I. I almost. I've been calling it anabolic. Okay, that's pretty close. Not. Not even. No, I like, wasn't actually. Endocannabinoid. <laughs> and, yeah. You're. I'm not. Uh, endo. Endocannabinoid. System. Cannabinoid yep. system. All right. See, I learned something. Now, the, because of our system, that the the endocannabinoid system mm-hmm. that everyone has. Thank you. Thank you. Um. That's I'm assuming that's what allowed uh, the CBD supplement to work. It's yeah, magic. Yeah. So um, so at that level, yes, um, the, there there is a system in every vertebrate's body, right? Every mm-hmm. every mammal, every, they're not sure about insects or whatever, but um, it's called the endocannabinoid system, right? And the system was it was discovered in the 90s uh, by a researcher named Raphael Mashulam. I talked about him in the first episode yep uh definitely look him up Raphael mishulam uh really really cool stuff that he's done he was part of rogers roger roger um, adams no actually roger adams was before him uh, so he was in the 40s and then and and Raphael mishulam started i think in 62 okay all right um he's from israel um national institute of health um but he uh, he's the first to have isolated the chemical compound of THC as the intoxicating compound. Okay. And then he's gone on to just do tons of research in the cannabis and CBD field. So his part of his research team uh, found this endocannabinoid system in the 90s. So what they were doing, they were, they were looking for why THC affects the human body the way it does, right? Like, Again, we use Cheech and Chong as the example. Right, whatever, yeah, yeah. But, uh, maybe people out there have tried it or they know somebody who has, uh, gets the munchies, forgets things, you know, kind of stumbles around a little, maybe laughs a lot. Forgets um, everything. Yeah. Maybe, uh, you know, I fear if I feel like I've never tried THC. THC, okay. You know, um, however, I feel like if I did, I would just be scared of everything all the time locked in your closet <laughs> you know what i mean like I would just no be a nervous wreck. <laughs> so maybe not and i'm gonna find out one day uh when i'm not a dot driver anymore there, there you go but uh but all of that it, it, they, they were looking for why it affects the human body the way it does and so they started looking in the brain in the regions of the brain i'm not even gonna try to say what they are because every <laughs> time i do my wife makes fun of me um, she's working on a PhD in anatomical education. So, um, so when they were looking around in the brain, they found a receptor at the cellular level. They called it the cannabinoid one receptor. And that receptor, uh, THC directly binds, it, it would directly bind to that receptor. Um, and then, so they found that it was a few years later that they found, a, another receptor in the peripheral in the central nervous system. And, and around uh, the body, and they called that the cannabinoid 2 receptor. Okay. So now they had two different receptors that THC directly would bind to. And uh, so now that you had more than one, you had a system. They called that system the endocannabinoid system. Okay. All right. So uh, kind of layman's terms, we were made to commit to consume uh, weed. Yeah. 
you know, th- I hear this a lot, right? Actually. <laughs> and, uh, I guess this is part two of myth. To, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, look, it is kind of a myth, right? I mean, it's true that we have an endocannabinoid system. That's 100% true. It's also 100% true that uh, the cannabinoids uh, affect this system, mm-hmm. either directly or indirectly. Because uh, like I said, THC binds directly to the CB1 or CB2 receptor. CBD does not. It does not bind directly to either of those. It, it has an indirect effect on the system. Other cannabinoids in the plant do as well. So, yeah, I hear that a lot like hey man we were like born to like consume cannabis <laughs> that's my stoner voice. hey anyways, man yeah like i don't i don't know if that's good or not that was my bill burr <laughs> anyways um the the misconception there is the the way the scientific community names things ah right? uh, okay so <clears throat> cannabis was first right that plant was discovered. It's called cannabis. Then they started looking at that plant. They found chemicals in the plant. Those plants, because those chemicals were inside of those plants, they found phytocannabinoids, right? They called them cannabinoids. Came from the plant, phytocannabinoids. Then they started looking into the body. They found the receptor. Well, it was a, can- a cannabinoid that affected that receptor. So now you have a cannabinoid one receptor a CB1 receptor, you found a second one, now you got a system, there are cannabinoids that do it, so now you have an endocannabinoid system, endo because it's in the body, right? Mm -hmm. So it's just the way that things are named. And and it just so happens that lots of plants out there affect the body in different ways. Um, This particular system, they didn't even know it existed until the 90s. So let's bring up that because uh, the hemp plant... Marijuana plant, cannabis plant, mm-hmm. uh, the seven leaf plant. I think it's seven leaves, right? Well, One, two, could three. be five, five, nine. seven, nine, mm-hmm. wh- whatever. That plant's been on this this planet for several. Oh yeah, millions and millions. It's thought of to be one of the first plants, really. I mean, it it's been on the planet for, I mean, millions of years. Yeah, yeah. So. Why the research in the 90s? Not like ni- we're not why talking about 1890s. We're talking 1990s. <laughs> yeah. Why did it take till the 1990s? I mean, we've we've jumped up. We've thrown out 1940. We've thrown out 1962. Yeah. Why? Why so recent? Because like, let's in, in the name of science, <laughs> that is a very that's a very oh, it's a juvenile oh, yeah, discovery. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. We're we're uh, because it was just recently discovered. Um, you know, we're 70, 80, 100 years away from really knowing what this system can do. Hopefully not. I mean, maybe with technology, we're, we're, we're quicker. Uh, but point is, we're a, we're a long ways away. We should be a lot further along uh, in what this, can, what this system can do than, than we are. And, yeah, that, that stems back from lovely prohibition from the 30s. Yeah. See, it, w- the alcohol – no, alcohol prohibition wasn't – so cannabis was – it, it was uh, in 1932? 1932. Yeah, it was in the 30s. That's when it was. We'll do uh, an episode on this, and I, I, I promise I'll yeah, I know. This is look, look things up a too little much bit fun. But, yeah, okay, so that was when it was a scheduled narcotic. That's when it became a scheduled narcotic? No, actually, that was in the 70s. Um, this, yeah, I was going to say, because. Yeah, that was, that was under Nixon. Nancy. <laughs> um, yeah, so prior to the 30s, the hemp plant was very widely used and all around the world really but especially here in america i mean it came over uh with our you know founding fathers okay right Um, i didn't know you know there's there's some evidence to suggest that 
the first flag was made out of hemp fabric. The first, con you know, the con at least the draft of the Constitution was made on hemp paper. Money was printed on hemp paper. Like, you know, hemp rope was used uh, almost exclusively in rope in, in uh, uh, ships. Yeah. Hemp sails, um, clothing. It, it was used for food, medication, e everything. It just goes to show you how much more mellow our fellow, our founding <laughs> fellows, our yeah. find founding fathers were. Yeah, yeah. But um. So all right. So we have this crazy pro prohibition in the in the 30s, mm -hmm. all the way until like 2014. To 2018. That's when the the first mm -hmm. farm bill was passed, and yeah. then the eight uh, 2018 it was when yeah eight the 2018 was. is kind of like the that's that that was like the crossing the finish line almost. Um, but it, but it really was owner. just the beginning. Yeah. Right? Okay. Because it 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 did deschedule hemp um, from being a Schedule One drug. It removed it from the uh, and, and we'll talk about this a little bit a little later. Yeah, absolutely. In, but but it also opened up a whole bunch of other problems. Cool. So I know that we kind of flip flop, but uh, I, I have severe ADHD, <laughs> and that's why I, I definitely take. Well, if you talk to a multi-level marketer, CBD will help you with that. I bet it will. I bet it will. But I want to really touch bases on um, the endocannabinoid system. You're getting closer. Wow. Endocannabinoid. Endocannabinoid. All right, so we talked about, like, the receptors that uh, take THC in, the two uh, receptors that are in your body. Mm -hmm. Let's say your body does not have anything to do with THC. You don't consume it. There's zero. What what does that system do by itself? You know, that's that is a very good question. Interesting. And and that's what. So once they found these uh, receptors and they realized that these two compounds interacted with that, um, that's what it kind of came down to. Right? Was the reason why we're we are not designed to consume CBD or, or uh, cannabis they started looking at the body okay the body doesn't have this system because there's a plant in the world right there's a reason and so they started looking at that and they found uh, two chemicals one they called anandamide that was the first one anandamide uh, binds with cb1 receptors similar to uh, thc um, and this particular chemical it's uh, kind of like a I don't know if you're a, a runner. I, I was in my younger <laughs> days. Yeah, I'm a runner. Um, right? Like, there's a thing <laughs> called the runner's high. And anandamide okay. plays a big role in that. All right, right? yeah. That euphoric kind of uh, feeling. So it, it the, the body naturally produces that uh, in, at different times, you know, um, probably for, like, back way back in the caveman days when you saw the saber-toothed tiger and mm -hmm. you had to run or whatever, right? Like, it's, it like, if you're being attacked and you're trying to get away, you your can't, fight or you can't flight. focus on, on pain. Yeah, it's right? your fight or flight yeah. uh, defense, yep. So yeah, yeah. It, it, your remember. body produces that kind of thing. Yeah. It, uh, the second uh, one that it produces, I'm just going to call 2-A-G uh, because I will not even attempt the uh, actual 2-A-G. 2-A-G, yep. Okay. It, it's called 2-A-G. And uh, your body naturally produces these two chemicals. And in fact, it's they're, they're they're passed on through breast milk, um, and there's uh, there's some research that they've done where they uh, blocked the the two AG in mice, uh, and they stopped eating, like even when they were right next to the mom, the the food source, they didn't eat and they literally starved to death. So there's 
like research about strong research that suggests some of the things that that these chemicals do wow right which leads them into a lot of different ideas for uh, research studies down the road yeah and see that's the thing that's the beauty part now that you know we kind of got our heads out of our tails with this whole prohibition stuff the research can actually start catching up with where it should probably be um you know and there's a lot of diseases out there that probably are going to see you. Hopefully we see a little more benefits on coming up with like, you know, uh, stuff for Parkinson's other diseases. Yeah. yeah. So, um, because yeah, there's no yeah, way because, in heck I can write. Because we're on a podcast <laughs> and don't have the video. I'm show I looked up to AG and I'm showing Nick and I am going to attempt it. Okay. Two, uh, era kid, Donna glick, Cyril. There you go. Yep. Boom. Boom. That's nailed it. That is perfection. That is Hashtag perfect Latin. Not a guru. <laughs> but no, sir, it, it just it's really nice hearing uh the fact that the research is now going coming out and it's things are, are kind of like that train is now moving. The steam yeah. is, is yeah. going and it's it's really nice to hear. I'm hoping like we start seeing a lot more of the those those medical uh benefits that the CBD sounds like it definitely has the ability to reach. Sure. You know, and, and you know, that's kind of the interesting thing, Nick, because, because the endocannabinoid system, these receptors are located all throughout the body, right? We got them in our skin. We have them in our organs. We have them in our bones. We have them all throughout our body. Yeah. And because they're located all throughout the body, there is a, um, a lot of theories out there that CBD or other cannabinoids, uh, that affect this system uh, can play a role in just about any disease that we're dealing with. Um, they don't know how yet, so I'm not making that claim. Right. Um, but because this system is tied into everything else, and it seems like, because they only discovered this in the 90s, they don't really know for sure what this system does, but what it seems like it does, what they think it does, and theor- the theory is, is that its, it's job is to uh, create balance. And, and kind of bring everything back to a state of homeostasis, yeah. right? Like, you have to think, like, our bodies are constantly under attack, right? The, you know, I know, like, for me, uh, my crappy diet, you, know, you could probably fuel the DeLorean with what I eat, <laughs> you know, uh, pollution, uh, you know, stress, lack of sleep, um, injuries, all these things that are constantly bombarding our bodies, it has an effect on all these different systems in our body. So yeah. the endocannabinoid system acts kind of like a, an overseer of everything, right? Uh, I don't know if you play Fallout or not, but the, the I play Fallout. So the, the overseer of, uh, any, anyways. Um, anyway. Hold on one second. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I've said a couple of times, I still feel weird. I'm 50 years old, <laughs> yeah. holding a microphone, talking yeah. to a man. Yeah. But uh, I play video games. But I play video games. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. I just, you know, hey. You play Fallout sounds Fallout. like it's really important I, in your I, video games. I do. Look, before I started the business, I had to sell Fallout. I had to get rid of it because it was shutting my life down. I can't. Anyways. that's a, we'll, So you're we'll a 10-year-old, 50-year-old. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. All right. I'm a Toys R Us kid before they went bankrupt. <laughs> Did you take the garbage out before this, this no. we started this episode? No. Aw. Not going to get your allowance. All right. So. We talked about seven kids. Yeah, <laughs> there's no allowance <laughs> given anymore. Uh, <laughs> endocannabinoid system. Si- si- I'm 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 going to get it by the end of the season. I promise. Um, 
like when you when THC is introduced into the the, the receptors and let's say a habitual TH like user mm-hmm. of CBD THC mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it stops is that system's going to go through like a deficiency or withdrawal type well there there's research out there for that the the short answer on that is no okay uh, that that research is kind of ongoing because um, look one of the biggest names out there there's Raphael Meshulam he's the godfather of all this from his scientific tree if you will uh, came a, a gentleman named Ethan Russo. Russo okay Ethan Russo was part of the team of the GW pharmaceuticals uh, scientific team yeah that uh, created Epidiolex he has a theory uh, that we can suffer from an endocannabinoid deficiency. Um, so his theory is like uh, fibromyalgia, Okay. for, for example. Um, they can't really pinpoint what brings that on. So his research, and, and I'm not really going to get into it because I don't really understand a lot of that part of it, um, but there's really interesting stuff that he, he and his team are working on. Um, so endo see now you got me doing yes endo cannabinoid deficiency. I'm not the only one. Gosh, I'm not not a not a guru. Uh, <laughs> it could be a reason why some people are dealing with different things, and, and supplementing with a high quality CBD product can can help with that. Um, okay. Whether or not there's a withdrawal, I've never heard of it. I've never seen it. Um, but it I could. Don't think so. Yeah. All right. I got gotcha. you. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have uh, a little bit longer extended save because this stuff is way too good to just cut short. So well, we had to talk about Fallout. We yeah, we and we had to talk about Fallout. Uh, so <laughs> our CBD myth that we started with this episode was: uh, Is CBD the modern day snake oil? Snake oil. And I'm confident enough to say, only if. The people, the powers that be, make it themselves the snake oil. When you have products, supplements mm-hmm. that actually work, and you have uh, ethically minded people at mm-hmm. the helm, which goes back to do your own research. There it is. Right? <laughs> uh, research the companies. You find a good company. QR codes, uh, COAs. They're they're doing things the way they should. Not a snake oil. There you go. You're buying it off Amazon? Probably is. Probably is. Well, we can already tell you that it doesn't have any CBD if you're buying it off of Amazon. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for sticking around. I know this was a little bit longer than usual, but we'll be back with some more fun CBD myth-busting. I'm Nick. I'm Garrick. And, and Garrick. Hey, I know we're going long, but, you know, email me. There it is. Come out. Reach out, reach out to me, uh, question me on things, uh, send me, you know, send me a, a better name than the guru thing, okay? Or and um, he doesn't like the Google I, yeah, and scholar. Yeah, I definitely don't either. like the Google, <laughs> Google scholar thing. So, uh, reach out to us, Garrick at uh, mellowmammals.com. Uh, find us on Facebook, Instagram, Mellow Mammals, Twitter's uh, Mammals Mellow. Uh, you know, look us. You up. can even look at uh, look you guys up on Google too. Yeah. Absolutely. We are on the Google machine. (laughs) We're on the Google machine. Well, ladies and gentlemen, like always, we'll see you in the next episode. Garrick, I'm sure you want to tell our friends and family. I do. do, uh, There's enough bad in the world. Be good. That's That's right. That's all I wanted to say. Take care. All right, guys.
The statements made during this episode have not been evaluated by the FDA. Any products mentioned during this episode are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Thank you for listening.